Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Autosport Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Kalanorkas. The 2021 Formula One season's first major milestone took place today with McLaren revealing its 2021 car, the MCL 35M. The team finished third in the 2020 Constructors' Championship and has brought back Mercedes Power for 2021, as well as getting in Daniel Ricciardo as a replacement for Carlos Sainz Jr. With all that change comes expectation and pressure, and in this remote podcast recording, we'll be discussing what we learned from McLaren today. I'm joined by Motorsport.com's F1 editor Jonathan Noble, Autosport's F1 reporter Luke Smith, and our technical editor Jake Boxall-Legg. And Jake, I'm coming to you first for the first question today. What are the main sort of takeaway technical changes that you've spotted on the MCL 35M? A few changes. There's a lot that's similar, uh, as we expected, because the 2020 cars, as we know, are very, very similar to what's going to be the 2021 cars with regards to the carryover of chassis from COVID-19 times um, being still prevalent as well. So there's... A few little changes. Um, obviously, we know that there's the switch to Mercedes, and that's had a big knock-on effect to the rear of the car. Um, as we know, every team has been allotted two tokens, which they may spend on a certain area of the car. Certain areas require certain amount of tokens to, to develop. Um, the rear half of the chassis takes two. So McLaren seems to have kind of spent its allowance on developing that area of the of the car try to get as much bang for its buck as it can um because you know switching to the mercedes engine but obviously if it can improve things there as well then that's that's what it's got to do um let's start at the front end though uh which is relatively the well the same as last year um they introduced the if you like the mercedes style nose if you like 
uh, in practice at Mugello and they carried that forward. And I think part of the thinking behind that was because obviously that requires a crash structure change to to change and that requires tokens. And so if they could do it, they could enact that in the middle of the season, then they wouldn't have to spend it going forward for this season. Uh, it hit them a little bit hard in when when the new updates first came out but they got it together at the end of the season got third place in the constructors championship so obviously these changes did eventually uh, bear fruit but i think the key thing is as i've mentioned the the tokens have been spent on the rear of the chassis the mercedes engine is not like the Renault power unit it's a different architecture it's a different layout and they've got to not just consider the mounting points on the chassis but cooling requirements as well and these will have a knock-on effect on on how the chassis is developed so that's something they've had to consider. I think the most obvious uh, showing of that is the change of the shape in the air intake, which probably isn't massively exciting. Last year had something of a, a Darth Vader mask kind of design, which was uh, it's incredibly strange design, if you like, but it's a lot more conventional this time. It falls in line with what Mercedes has. Um Every power unit has different cooling requirements and different architectures are mentioned. And so getting the right cooling to the right parts and the right amount of cooling is is ideal. So that's why they've gone in that direction. And obviously fitting the Mercedes power unit into the back as well. That's, that's something of a change. So you'll see that the bodywork is sculpted in a different way. If you look to... Racing Point and Williams and Mercedes as well last year, you'd see that they'd have that sloping design on on the top of the sidebars. Um, and that's just to simply allow air to drop down and on top of the floor. And if you build, you know, you, you're allowing high pressure air to get on top of the floor. And if you're building that pressure difference, you're getting the diffuser to work harder. Now, as we know, another knock-on effect of these regulations is the diffuser is less potent this time around they've had 50 millimeters lopped off the the internal fences and so getting that diffuser to work as hard as it can is absolutely vital and so trying to get that clean airflow to the back of the car that's going to be so so important uh in in this iteration of the regulations another thing that we do know as well is the floors have changed mclaren has sort of given us a, a glimpse of what it might look like but i think they're keeping their cards close to the chest on that one if you look at it it's very very pared down let's say it's it's quite simplistic and we saw designs in practice at the end of last year that were a, a lot more complex uh, it would be fair to say so perhaps again yeah they're keeping something up their sleeve they're keeping their cards close to their chest on that one because this might be an area of of in not not intense development as such but if a team has a really good idea for that and is able to make up any ground that they've lost because they've lost all, the, all of these toys at the rear end, um, all of the slots and all of the cuts. If they can make that up with what they do have available to them, it will be a very lucrative area of, of development. So I think they're trying to sort of, you know, play expectations down on that front. Uh, and, and just at the rear as well, the rear wing end plate is, is brand new. If you'd seen that curved straight design, it's something that Haas invented, which is something that we don't say uh, a whole lot <laughs> on this on this channel, but it's something they invented in 2019. It's something that Red Bull ran with as well in, in 2020. So it's an interesting uh, inclusion. It's, it'd be interesting to see how, how that works uh, with the rest of the car. So there's a few, to summarise, a few new bits that we can see. I think there are more to come. Um, but as a continuation, it looks like a very, very sensible development of, of McLaren, perhaps what we were expecting almost.
And Jake, you mentioned the nose of Mercedes style nose that McLaren have been uh, using at the end of last season. The difference now with the air intake being shaped differently and the side pod undercuts being, you know, more, more in a Mercedes style. Is it too simplistic to say it's now a papaya Mercedes? I think so. Yeah, I think you have to consider that it is trying to fit the Mercedes power unit architecture in and there, you know, there's only so many ways you can skin a cat and the key thing is getting everything to work and doing it in a way that is proven and so by taking these design cues the shape of the air intake delivers the right mass flow rate of air to the engine and things like that um the front end as well i think that's something that's just become a trend as well we saw a couple of teams gravitate towards that last season i wouldn't be surprised if if more teams did it over the off season so Perhaps yes, perhaps a little bit simplistic, but obviously if you're taking design cues from the team that's won the last seven Constructors' Championships, it's probably not a bad idea. Luke, big changes to the livery at McLaren. It's orange and blue. What did you? What do you make of what they've done there? There are, there are very minor tweaks, but uh, yeah, not a big surprise in terms of what we've seen today. No, it kind of reminded me in uh, the US edition of The Office when uh, Pam goes into um, a meeting and she says corporate needs to find the differences between these two photos, but they're the same photo. It kind of made, made me think of that meme that goes around quite a lot because it is, I did really have to sort of an up and down take of last year's car versus this year's one. And uh, this is one more sponsorship on board, which is a, a running theme at McLaren we've seen over the last few years. But uh, yeah, I think if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think that's the way McLaren have sort of taken the approach to their livery. The, the switch to papaya a few years ago that was immensely popular and I think they've uh, really sort of got a good groove with that papaya and blue design over the years so uh, yeah they've pretty much stuck to that basically um, I think even even some of the sort of the various uh, intricate design parts are on there sort of even some of the patterns and whatever like even the numbering it's pretty much the same as last year so it's uh, yeah um, more of the same which isn't a bad thing but it's uh, yeah definitely nice to see the, the new car and it's uh, in all its glory for the first time ahead of its uh, on-track debut tomorrow at Silverstone. Indeed. Uh, just as an aside, I've recently started watching the American version of The Office for the first time. So have Once, I, you know, actually. Oh, oh good. So we're at the, you know, I'm, it started I'm, I'm what, 15 huge... years ago. So we're right at the yeah. front of uh, pop culture there. Basically. I'm a huge fan of the UK Office and I was like, nah, it can't be better. But I, actually, it is very, very good. So yes, that's my contribution to this podcast. John, were we expecting anything else in terms of the livery? I mean, McLaren's pretty much set its identity, uh, as Luke said, for a number of years now, going back to the orange. Yeah, I think if it were, as Luke says, if it works you don't need to kind of break it and overhaul it and do something radically different, especially in a, a time where cars are carrying over as much as possible. Um, but I think the one interesting little detail on the livery is if you look very close at the car livery itself and the driver's overalls and the team's uniforms, one thing you will not see is a Mercedes badge. There's no reference to Mercedes-Benz either written out or the, the famous three-pointed star. Um, in the past, they ran Renault customer engines and had a big Renault badge on the engine cover. The reason is quite simple. It's a pure customer relationship with Mercedes. The Mercedes contracts don't require their customer teams to run any branding. There's no separate marketing deal. McLaren aren't there to promote Mercedes. McLaren have taken the Mercedes engine because they believe it's the best in Formula One and they believe it gives them the best chance to win races and that's what their target is on. And Jake, just going back to what you mentioned about the changes to the floor, uh, as you say, appreciate the McLaren probably playing its cards very close to its chest, as all teams uh, seem, seem to do at this time of year. Understandably, of course, given, uh, I think, as I read in your feature for autosport.com plus, Formula One's essentially chess at 200 miles an hour. Um, but can, have we? do you think it's given any indication of what 
we might see from the rest of the teams or, or will they all likely take a sort of understated approach to their launch images and then maybe try and get something a bit more like we saw what Ferrari and Haas uh, were running uh, in, in, in practice for races at the end of last year? Well, I think with the teams that have already run, even if it's not a full 2021 floor, a facsimile thereof, I don't think they have anything to to hide by by putting them on their launch cars because, you know, it's public domain at this point. It's no secret. But we, although McLaren had tried one quite early on in, in the, well, earlier on than those teams in the season, um, it was a very sort of simplistic 2021 floor. Um, some of the things that we've seen from other teams has been little curls, little fins, little bits and pieces to what it seems to be doing, at least anyway, um, to my to my eye, is there is now a, a focus on driving airflow inwards rather than outwards um, because you simply have less space to do that. You can't try and divert it outwards further because... Uh, you know, you have this big rear tire in the way that's, you know, really ruining your airflow. And so to try and protect the diffuser, which is so, so important, um, uh, you know, I'd suggest it's the part of the car that probably generates the most downforce if you get it right. Um, you know, you need to protect that. You need to ensure that no dirty air is getting into that, no turbulence is getting into that, or otherwise you're quite simply ruining that the expansion that the diffuser needs to, to produce to work. Um, so if you're able to do that, if you're able to create a seal with what you have available to you on the floor, then that's going to really yield some extra performance. So perhaps the yeah, McLaren playing it a little bit safe because they don't want to show off all their toys just yet. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Be understandable. Be understandable. Um, John, earlier today, we all had the chance to hear from McLaren's team management and both the drivers in a series of virtual press conferences set up ahead of the uh, the full reveal. What were the what were the team management having to say about the launch and about 2021? What, what, what sort of sense did you get coming out of the team today? Yeah, I think there's a, a kind of an excitement about the season ahead. You know, overjoyed at finishing third last year. They believe the Mercedes engine will give them a, a step forward. And interesting to hear from James Key that... Perhaps the key difference won't necessarily be in out-and-out horsepower, but there will be an advantage in terms of packaging. We know that the Mercedes unit splits the compressor and turbine, um, either side of the, the kind of the main ICE component. Um, so there'll be packaging benefits and probably um, energy recovery benefits as well. So this sort of thing we'll only find out when the car runs for the first time. But tempered against that enthusiasm about the steps they're going to make is some reality that McLaren's been open that its, it's infrastructure is slightly behind teams like Red Bull and Mercedes it's got to wait two more years for the, the wind tunnel to be up there it wants to revamp its CFD it needs to upgrade its simulator so it's still a, a long way ahead um, and equally Ferrari underperformed massively last year and won't want a, a repeat of that in 2020 so it'll be gunning for third place Racing Point which becomes Aston Martin um, were very very quick last year actually on the road scored more points than McLaren but lost it because they had those points taken away after the, the season open, opener for copying the Mercedes brake ducts their focus is on closing the gap to Mercedes and Red Bull but they can't ignore these teams that are breathing hard down their neck and you know they could achieve could achieve their target of being closer to the top two teams this year but actually fall back in the Constructors Championship table indeed well we wait to see the outcome of course and um, 
Luke, what were the two drivers saying about the switch to Mercedes power today? Because it's interesting, of both of them, in terms of the, the V6 hybrid era, they've only ever experienced Renault power. I mean, you think Danny Ricciardo obviously was there from the beginning, but Red Bull had Renault, then it was badged as Tag Heuer, and then obviously he moved to the Renault team himself. Incidentally, he does have experience of Ferrari power and actually Cosworth power as well from his very early years uh, back in the championship uh, when he used the V8s when he was at uh, HRT and Toro Rosso. But yeah, what were the two drivers, uh, what, what was the sense you got from them about their excitement of using the Mercedes engine? Because in a simplistic way, you know, everybody bangs on about how good it's been and all the results that Mercedes have scored. And it's it's largely put down to that. Okay, in recent years, the chassis has been great. But yeah, what, what, were the, what were the drivers saying about the engine today? Yeah, I think there is a definite positivity from both of them. And uh, even when we spoke to Lando Norris at the end of last season, he said sort of the expectation is that it would just be an all-round better package that is going to not only provide a bit more horsepower, but as John said, sort of be packaged a bit better and just deliver more performance all round. I think there is sort of that general sort of quiet excitement coming from McLaren at the moment. And I think... I mean, this deal was announced way back in sort of September 2019. So it's, it's been on the cards for, for a long time. And I think Ricardo in moving to McLaren, I think a big part of it would have been not only its future plan, but also the fact that it is going to be working with Mercedes. It is going to have what is regarded to be the best power unit on the grid, pushing it into the future. So I think, yeah, there is sort of a, a definite excitement among, among the team and for both drivers as well. I think they're both excited to see what it can do. And I think for, for Lando Norris in particular, it's going to offer basically a sort of like like comparison with last year when he moves from the Renault to that Mercedes and just how much more progress and much more performance is going to be offering. Yeah, and for Daniel Ricciardo as well, as you say, he's driven Renaults pretty much throughout the whole of his F1 career bar that uh, half season stint with HRT. So I think that is, again, going to be a really good opportunity for him to sort of sample uh, what Mercedes can offer him and and, uh, and to get to grips with a new power unit. So yeah, I think it's a good opportunity for both of them. And I think it just only sort of speaks to the added confidence that the whole McLaren project has uh, going for it itself right now. And what was, uh, what was really nice to see was obviously Daniel Ricciardo in orange for the first time in his new surroundings. He's got the big uh, big orange Zoom background behind him um, and he seems to be radiating excitement. I mean, it's quite rare for him to, to be down when he comes to face the media, let's be honest. But obviously he's, he's, very, he's very happy where he is now. I think uh, we got a sense that really confirmed that Andreas Seidel leading McLaren was a real key part in him signing. He jokes that uh, by talking Seidel up that Zach Brown would, uh, would would insist that he had to pay him more now, which would be quite amusing. Um, John, how did you think uh, Ricardo came across today? I noticed that he, when you asked the question, eagle-eyed spotted a picture in the background that you've got in your office there of, uh, of Gilles Villeneuve, I think. Yeah, it's become a, become a theme this year that we do all these press conferences via Zoom and the, the, the smart drivers often keep an eye out on what the, the background's like. So you don't want your dirty washing hanging out there. You want pictures. I think Vettel spotted a, a Le Mans photo that Luke had up on a office wall once and he, he spotted an old um, Gilles Villeneuve painting I've had for years in, in my office. So he was he quite, quite liked that. So we hope to see some similar sideways action from Daniel this year. But yeah, super, super, super relaxed. Um, he started the Zoom call um, with some bizarre Ricardo rap um, about you know how super happy he was. Um, answered all the questions, um, recounted about the potential for another bet this season. He's chasing Cyril down over the the tattoo. Um, he says Zach has um, made clear he doesn't like needles, so there is no tattoo possibility bet um, with Zach. But there may be something related to Zach's car collection, so that'll be interesting to to play out. Um, but yeah, I think he's enthused and excited about the year ahead. I think he wants to see, you know, what it can bring. And he, he also made clear today he's he's committed there for three years. Um, confirmed that that's the length of time he sees there. He believes that will put him on the 
um, time frame to not only to win races, but I think potentially fight for that championship. Indeed, I think uh, if I was Lando Norris, I'd be going out uh, up to Danny Ricciardo, making it perfectly clear that tattoos were off the table or that I was afraid of needles because what those two are going to get up to, I think Ricciardo is very clear they're going to, as expected, they're going to be the sort of jokey personas that that they always have been uh, together uh, at McLaren this year. But when it comes to on track, it's as fierce competition as ever. Um, But yeah, Jake, on on that topic, I mean, you're no stranger to trying to be amusing for the internet's benefit. How do you how do you see uh, the relationship between Norris and Ricardo playing out with McLaren? It's they're either going to get it together and work really harmoniously, and everyone's going to be really disappointed, or it's going to be absolute carnage. Uh, <laughs> you know, we've seen them together in press conferences. Uh, this is neither the time nor place to repeat the content of those press conferences. But obviously, if Formula One continues the sort of two by two format that it used last year, then it's going to be absolute chaos and guys like you and Luke and John will will have your work cut out trying to get any meaningful information out of them, which might not be such a bad thing. Uh, press conferences are usually, you know, pretty, pretty dry. So if you can get a few quips out of them, that'd be, that'd be great. That'd be, you know, different to the usual news we have maybe. Well, I know that from those press conferences, Daniel Ricciardo can pronounce my surname perfectly. So uh, that was that was well, that was one very good thing to come out of 2020, and I uh, I credit him for doing that. Well done. Um, but yeah, Luke, talking about uh, Lando Norris, obviously he comes in for his third Formula One season, comes in with, as this reputation of being the young guy, the young rookie, shot up through the junior careers. How's he settling in? How did you get that sort of sense of what 2021 might hold for him in terms of starting? What is now in terms of Formula One experience? He's got quite a lot of it. Yeah, he's getting on a little bit now, isn't he? He's what twenty twenty two, I believe he is. Ancient, oh, man, ancient. Oh, honestly, he um, no, he's um, I think he's just getting more and more confident. It's something that we've written about and spoken about a lot on on Autosport about Lando is so open about sort of like confident struggles that he's faced throughout his career, both on and off track. And he said that basically going from first to second year of F one, it's it, that sort of the first is is your is your second rodeo. Like you know what's going on and like you feel a bit more confident. And he said that was such a huge change whereas coming into this season he feels even more confident it's sort of another big boost for him really that he just has so much more behind him knowing what's going to happen this year and he explained how sort of last year he went through a bit of a rough patch mid-season he said that with the car it was sort of struggling a little bit at times he had to adjust his driving style a bit here and there and he said towards the end of the season they kind of biased it back towards him a little bit and he was able to sort of regain some of that confidence and that showed with the results we saw in Abu Dhabi at the end of the season only finishing what two tenths off pole position uh, in qualifying and uh, finishing fifth in the race it was a really excellent display so stuff like that it really does sort of add to his confidence and I think one of the big question marks uh, I had for him going into the season was uh, COVID because obviously he contracted COVID-19 while he was in Dubai in January and uh, Alex from your interview with Lance Stroll last year Lance was very open about how sort of much it affected him long term there was a struggle to get up to speed for a number of races afterwards and I said to Lando well what is it like for you like how have you sort of felt it impacting your or uh, pre-season uh, sort of preparations and he said that luckily it's not been too bad for him he had a, a couple of weeks where he felt quite drained but otherwise he's been able to get back to training he's back to working fine uh, he revealed he did a Formula 3 test last week as a sort of a, a, to get sharp and get back up to speed a little bit and uh, yeah as, as I mentioned earlier they'll both be in the car uh, tomorrow at Silverstone and that'll be Lando's first taste of the 2021 McLaren so it's uh, getting up to speed a little bit more but I think the big thing for him this year is just the opportunity to go up against such a known quantity 
quantity in a seven-time Grand Prix winner that is Daniel Ricciardo. And Lando said it can only be a positive thing for him. He said it's, it's great to be able to pick into the experience that Ricciardo's got, but also benchmark himself against a driver who so many credit to be one of the quickest in Formula 1. So I think, yeah, for Lando, everything's sort of looking really up for this season. I think he's very comfortable comfortable at McLaren he's uh, established himself well over the past three years he's not sort of faced the struggles that Alex Albon who they both came in in the same sort of class of 2019 together uh, has faced uh, Lando's really made a name for himself in F1 and now he's got a teammate who's going to really really test him but I think it's going to be very exciting to see just how Lando can deal with that and uh, how much it improves him as a driver as well okay I'm going to pick up a prop now because we've asked Autosports followers on social media to vote on a series of questions related to McLaren's 2021 season. And here are the results, and we're going to have a little chat about what they are. Uh, So we asked our Instagram and Twitter followers, like I said, a series of questions. And the first one is, which driver will finish higher in the points? Uh, Now on Instagram, 25% said Lando Norris, 75% for Daniel Ricciardo. While the results from our Twitter poll had 19.8% in favour of Norris scoring more and 80.2% for Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, John, do you think our followers are are right about that? Do you think it's going to be a fairly comprehensive victory for Daniel Ricciardo? Uh, I think so, but only because I think Daniel's um, much more experienced, quite, quite a savvy racer, understands when to... Um, you know, bring the car home and take a safe, safe finish as opposed to pushing on and trying to achieve a result that that ends up risking something. So, I mean, I'm quite. I thought it would just be nudged towards Daniel. I wouldn't, didn't expect it to be so emphatic towards him. But I think the general sentiment is, I would suspect Daniel will score a few more points than Lando this year. Jake, do you agree? Yeah, I don't think it'll be by a whole lot. It's not going to be night and day, but I think. Yeah, Ricardo's just got that that star quality, if you like, and Norris hasn't been tested like this before. He's been well, he's been on a par with science, but we science is sort of like we still even after so many years in F one, we don't know where he stacks up. So this is like the next test for Norris. Um but I think Ricardo will just edge it. Right, well the next question was Will McLaren finish higher than third in the constructors championship? And the results from Instagram are that forty five percent of people thought that yes, they would finish higher than third, while fifty five percent said no. And on Twitter, only twenty three point two percent said yes, they would finish higher than third, while it was a pretty resounding seventy six point eight percent on no. And I have to say I, I'm I'm in agreement on that. I think uh, Mercedes and Red Bull once again will be out of reach. I think the battle really will go down to can Ferrari reclaim its position in what is now an incredibly tight midfield uh, midfield group. But yeah, Luke, do you think McLaren could edge further ahead or are they just going to be sort of defending and consolidating what they managed to achieve in 2020? No, I think they're defending that position. I think that everyone in the team is very open about that as well. That the, the gap to Mercedes and Red Bull is just so big at the moment. And while it has shrunk in the past couple of years and that is going to be the aim again this season realistically to overhaul that gap to Mercedes and Red Bull I think that's a that's too big a task really so I think as you say it's going to be defending from the likes of Ferrari who obviously have a new power unit for this year they're going to hope that sort of fixes many of the issues that blighted uh, it right the way through 2020 Uh, Aston Martin resurgent and I think we really enjoyed some of the catfighting between McLaren and uh, Racing Point last year so I do hope that continues and maybe unfolds a bit on track as well and uh, the Alpine squad that was Renault as well I think it's going to be those four teams fighting over third place so it's, it's going to be really exciting i think 
Now McLaren was back on the podium last year, of course, uh, season opener at Austria for Lando Norris, the Italian Grand Prix for Carlos Sainz Jr. So we asked our followers, will McLaren get more podiums in 2021 over what they scored in 2020? And I have to say everyone's pretty positive on this answer. On Instagram, 86% of people said yes, while just 14% of people said no. And on Twitter, it was 80.6% yes and 19.4% no. Uh, John, how do you think about that? I mean, in both those races, McLaren needed things to go sort of awry for the top teams, needed a bit of chaos to get in the mix. Although, having said that, in terms of the Italian Grand Prix, I think Carlos Sainz Jr. probably would have finished second even if Lewis Hamilton had lapped the entire field and not and not come into the pit lane when it was closed. But yeah, do you think McLaren can do better in terms of its podium haul than what it did last year? Yeah, while I, while I think they're going to have a much tougher fight for that third place in the constructors because of Ferrari and um, Aston Martin and maybe even Renault pushing up there. So I think it, while they may struggle overall in terms of their, their, their final position, I do think... The way they so brilliantly execute races, they're very sharp on strategy. The fact they should be a step forward with Mercedes, the input from Daniel, I think they've got a chance of higher peak individual results. So I think I agree that I think there is a chance of more podium finishes this year. And we we saw, you know, AlphaTauri and Racing Point won a race last year. Why can't McLaren win one this year? Indeed, indeed. Well, I mean, I admire everyone's positivity about that as a terribly cynical person myself. Um, but Luke. There's a potential problem here in that Red Bull, on paper, has armed itself with a stronger driver in terms of Sergio Perez. So might that actually limit what McLaren can achieve more this year in terms of podiums? Yeah, it may well do so, because uh, with all due respect to Alex Albon, really, those the gap between the top two teams and the rest of the field is so big that that top four should be two Mercedes and two Red Bull every single week. But obviously that wasn't the case last year. And I think that did open the door really for the likes of McLaren, for Racing Point, AlphaTauri, even uh, Monza, to, to get in amongst the fight. And really it was a case that if any of the, the big three of Hamilton, Bottas and Verstappen hit trouble, then there was a potential podium on the cards. And I think you put Perez in there and all of a sudden it becomes, the odds do become slimmer for those teams. But I think I would I would agree actually. I think I'm, I'm quite positive about McLaren's chances this year. I think that the fact that they actually came out of last year with fewer podiums than Ferrari even, uh, than Racing Point, than Renault as well, and yet still managed to beat all of them in the Constructors' Championship. I think that really speaks to the consistency they have. So I think it's just more a case of just on on those days where things do go wrong, getting maybe a little bit more lucky and just being right in the frame to, to grab one of those podiums. But uh, yeah, I think Perez being there definitely does make things a little bit trickier for those hoping to snare a top three finish. Indeed. Well, the next question, and uh, I'm going to come to Jake for his opinion on this once we've heard the results first. Uh, is the Mercedes and McLaren match made in heaven or hell? On Instagram, 92% said heaven, only 8% saying hell. And it's very close, actually. Twitter, 91.7% heaven, 8.3% hell. Um, yeah, in terms of technical heaven or hell, Jake, what, what do you think? In terms of technical, well, I think on paper, yes, it should be a match made in heaven. Um, as someone who likes to sit on the fence, I would like to say it's a match made in limbo. It's somewhere in the fence, perhaps. Um, it, it's going to be so hard to see because they've got to, you know, do all the boring stuff like bed it in and understand the engine. And, you know, they've had three years with Renault and now they've got to experience something new. And obviously they have the Merc powertrain engineers with them, but it's something new to un- to understand, but when they unlock it, it should be it should be pretty dynamite. Hopefully, indeed. Just out of curiosity, what is your favourite fence to sit on? I don't know if I can give a definite answer to that one. <laughs> 
good. Well, we'll see if that makes it in the final edit. Anyway, um, finally, we asked our followers if they think we'll see a McLaren win in 2021. On Instagram, 77% of people said yes and 23% said no. And shockingly, as, as it has been all the way through Twitter, uh, rather more negative, 50, only 58.7% people saying yes and 41 point three percent of people saying no uh john do you agree with that i mean again it's a bit like the the podiums question it's it's still going to be very 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 hard for any team other than mercedes and even red bull to get another win because as i sort of said i wrote a piece on red bull for this week's autosport magazine when mercedes drops the ball it's it's really supposed to be red bull that cleans up because it's got the second best car so does any other team and obviously we'll focus on mclaren here does anybody other team have a chance of winning this year yeah, I think the fact that we had the surprise winners last year and that they weren't down to complete total flukes. Um, it wasn't as if you know the top four cars all crashed out on lap one or were affected by a, a rain shower. It was on the day these Gasly and Perez superbly fast. The, the leaders kind of tripped up and struggled and made some mistakes, but they weren't weren't complete lottery results. So I think there is a chance that McLaren can win a race, but I still think it will take a leader to trip up um, you know fall over and humble themselves a little bit for that to happen I think uh, I think George Russell may disagree with you in terms of that Mercedes pit stop calamity in the Sakir <laughs> Grand Prix if, he, if indeed he's, he's got over it by now he did say he was going to try and move on fairly swiftly understandably as these elite athletes do but yeah Luke do you agree with that do you think uh, McLaren's got any chance of winning a race this year uh, no, not unless something dramatic happens. Sorry, I'm normally quite a positive person. But I'm going to agree with Twitter for once, actually. That uh, Yeah, I think that it's going to be uh, a tough ask. And I think the fact is that you've got the added factor of Sergio Perez in there, that sort of fourth driver who could pick up the pieces in case everything does go wrong for those leading three. So, yeah, I think it's going to be maybe a bit of a harder year for, for those teams that are looking to pick up the scraps and snare a win here or there. So I, I don't see McLaren winning this year. But I think as we move into the new regulations, I'm really excited to see if McLaren can can get back winning again i always loved the idea of the the rocket red shirts they'd always bust out after winning a race i don't know if they've got something like that maybe sort of tucked somewhere away in storage just in case they were to win again this season well thanks to john luke and jbl for coming on the podcast today and of course thanks to everybody listening a lot and just before we go we'd like to remind you the latest issue of autosport magazine came out on thursday and will be available on the supermarket shelves and in newsagents as well as on the doormats of subscribers there'll be a new issue of the magazine for you to pick up every thursday packed full of news analysis and the usual stunning photography and of course, if you want unlimited access to Autosport from the comfort of your home, visit autosport.com slash plus to find out how to subscribe to our digital package. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Autosport Podcast. Music is 6am by Trilo, written by Marcus Simmons. See soundcloud.com slash Trilo Music.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.